When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So fucking bad. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. AJ and Rudo coming to you live on a Friday of the offseason as we're going to get into answering some of y'all's listener questions. Viewer questions? I guess it depends on how you consume the podcast. Either way, we're answering your questions. Rudo. AJ. How do you know when the moon is totally broke? How? It's down to its last quarter. <laughs> I like that one more than yesterday's, <laughs> which I don't remember at all because yeah, neither one of us liked it. So if you're, is your money waning? Is that the, yeah. Got him. Always. <laughs> Always waning. Ne- my bank account's never waxing. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. <laughs> it waxes for like 30 seconds when I get that email saying I'm I got paid. paid. And then all really, the bills come out. Yeah, and you're it doesn't like, really wax. It's just at that number and yeah, then it goes back true. down. <laughs> it's <is> true. <laughs> Unfortunate yeah. to say the least. Uh, I don't. I don't want to know what you call a reluctant potato. Do I? No. Uh-huh, hesitator. Hilarious. Got him. Got him. Fortunately, Oof. we do have to answer things and not puns today as well. Man. So. Uh, actually getting into some hockey talk here. We have a bunch of questions on Twitter that we will answer. I think we'll probably get to some chat questions as well a little bit later in the show. Starting things off with one from Nick. Who are you rooting for to win the cup this year now that the Avs are out, and who are you rooting against? Uh, Against is the entire Western Conference. Yep. Um, (laughs) No Vegas because their fans are already the worst. The same thing for Edmonton. Yeah. Dallas for so many reasons. Yeah. Uh, and then Seattle, it, it's their second year. You just don't get, you don't, you know. That's the answer is no. That's how Seattle becomes Vegas 2.0. Exactly. Like. <laughs> They're dangerously close to that territory already. <laughs> um, out east, I mean, Carolina and Florida are totally inoffensive. Yeah. Florida's never won one, so that would be cool. That's see, that's where I'm like I'm rooting for Florida because they're the team that hasn't won one and the team that has been around for twenty plus years, right? Yeah. It's it's not like Seattle and Vegas haven't won one. Yeah, well they haven't even been around for even ten years. Yeah. And Carolina, I I've I've always had a soft spot for Carolina. They're always fun. I think what they've accomplished with the injuries that they've had has been remarkable. So I'm, I, I'm all about, I mean, they're great, man. They're De- great. What do you say? Definitely not rooting for the Leafs either. Yeah, absolutely put, not. Would put it that way. The, the the Leafs are the exact same as the Chicago Cubs were, where yep. their fans had cornered the market on misery and knew it. And so the second that they get any kind of success in or any kind of fun, they're the most insufferable, worst people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm I'm good. I'll pass on them uh, yeah. ever having any kind of success ever. Yep. And then, of course, if they actually have it, I'll talk myself into. There are people who have been alive for a really long time and never gotten to see their team do the thing. I Yeah, I mean, don't so. get it twisted. As far as fan bases are concerned, you know, I would love every fan to get their cup eventually. Yeah. But as far as the actual teams, yeah, the only one I'm actively rooting for right now is Florida. Yeah, I think I think Florida, like to root for Florida, and then if Carolina wins it, cool. I'm cool with that, man. Like I, sure, they run a great program. They've got a ton of smart people there. Uh, they are they are everything that kind of a smaller market uh, in terms of its population. Uh, should aspire to be super passionate yep really interesting uh the way that they've gone about it really smart front office um you know for for me from an organizational building standpoint i think that um it's all respect for carolina 
Uh, all right, we'll stay with the playoff conversation here. A question from Navin, who asks, watching the Dallas Kraken series, seeing how the Avs dominated Kraken in Game 7, they had won that game. Do you think they had a chance against Dallas? The short yes. answer is, would they have had a chance against Dallas? Probably, assuming the return of Val Nishushkin. Yeah. Without Val, I think that series is pretty tough for them. I think it would have been even even with him. I think it it's asking a lot. It's a hard series. Um, you would have needed way better performances from. I mean, so many guys. Everyone not named McKinnon and Rantanen, basically. Yeah, I mean, Lekkinen and Rodriguez gave you everything that you could reasonably ask for from those guys. Sure, like, but you had four four of your forwards. Yeah. You felt good about every the single other, other guy. You, you needed, needed more to give you from. More arguably needed more from Makar at times in the series a, a little bit more but you really needed more from Bo Byram and definitely offensively you needed just a touch more from Sam Gerrard because Agree. defensively I didn't have an issue with Gerrard in that series yeah but so and the the Johnsons survived like they were okay at times I mean again I, I get injuries were there but the Avs went seven games without a single depth goal yeah, hard to win series like that. Yeah, for sure. And you just imagine, um, you know, uh, I would say they, I would not have picked them to win it because uh, what else would have happened in that series? Talking about the most cursed team of all time, what what else was going to go wrong? Yeah, just waiting for a disaster to happen. Yeah, like Natushkin might have come back and then turn around and gotten hurt. Yeah. It did feel like that kind of a year. Yeah, a little bit. like, and we know that Lekkinen broke his toe somewhere in there, right after he got back from the the broken finger. Yeah. Got to like watch those digits, Lucky. Honestly, his <laughs> <laughs> just a it was just an absurd year where it was like even it. I think I've been so underwhelmed by Dallas in that series, um, that I can't help but feel like the Avs would have at least made it interesting. I don't know. I don't know how long it would have gone, but they could have. For all I know, the Avs the Avs could have gotten swept in four overtime games. I mean, the way again, the way the Avs luck had gone, Jake Ottinger would have shut them out four times in a row. <laughs> yeah. But they would have they would have lost all four games one nothing. Yeah, like the yeah. worst series of all time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Just... That's that's exactly what it would have felt like. Yeah, <laughs> but watching it, I definitely can't help but feel like. They would have at least been competitive. Yeah, I I do think so as well. Dallas has looked pretty darn mortal in this series. Yeah. Um. So. Yep. Uh. All right. Let's let's move on from the playoffs a little bit here. Let's start with this question because it's a little bit. Oh boy. Well, no, I I just don't think we'll have a very long answer to it. Okay. Uh. I have a I have an answer if you don't for for the record. I'm trying to find who sent it. But the question was uh what is the best song about hockey? Um I don't know. It's from Lyle and he says why is it Helmet Head by Great Big C, which I haven't even heard before. I'm sorry. Yeah, I really I can't say that that's a genre that I have a whole lot of experience in. I never, uh, I never really thought to like. I'll tell you the uh, the Houston Arrows intro song when they would come onto the ice. You were about it. Was like a metal song that was made by. Did Pantera a local, do that also? Because no, I know they did was, the Dallas one. Yeah, no, no. It okay. was a local band in Houston that did it, and it rocked. <laughs> it was a it banger. Was, it was heavy though and it was loud and it was it was not popular with everybody there but i loved it because it was it was angry and i was like this is what this is hockey uh especially minor league hockey it was like yeah so i have a few first of all anything by our boy gregor jens <laughs> yeah okay. the miko randon song. song gets <laughs> sung at the bar <laughs> on a regular basis yeah he also like did another song actually about the abs yeah like as a whole which is dope uh, and then the number one cop by the Hextalls, song about Sergei Bobrovsky that is fantastic. I'm a huge fan of. So those are my two. All right. Uh, 
I then we can all agree that the Hockey Night in Canada song isn't good. Isn't good? Yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I just don't. It's a it, great jingle. It's yeah. It's a jingle. That's a that's fair. I, yeah. It's a jingle. It's I not think a those, song. That's, that's not the same as the song. All right. I, I I agree with this conversation. We're good. Yeah. We're good on this one. Um, so a lot of questions from, from a handful of people surrounding Gabe Landeskog's LTIR situation and how they should use it. For starters, just mechanically, this one comes from Chippy, who says, under what kind of non-injury scenarios might the Avs have a player's cap hit back available to them? Uh, never. Yeah. The, the only way to get that cap hit back is LTIR. Or you could buy them out to get a portion of it back in the immediate. You end up paying that off across multiple years if you buy out the contract. Yeah, so we're two years into Landy's deal. Mm-hmm. So if they bought him out, he would be on that their books be for 12 disaster. years. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be on their books for 12 years. So, it, yeah. It, it would not be an option and there isn't really any other way. Um, it, I'm sure there would be some extreme circumstance if something crazy happened, but for the most part, LTIR is only for injuries, and that's the only way you get cap relief. Yeah, I mean, a guy could retire. Yeah, and, it's a and, little different. and there's like weird cap recapture yeah, things, recapture stuff which is. used to be a big thing, and then they changed it. Yeah, after the Shea Weber threat, where yeah. it was like he his recapture if he was going to retire, he would, was going to retire as a Canadian, thirty two million dollars or whatever, like actually make it impossible for Nashville to ice a team. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, I was very hopeful it was going to happen. <laughs> it, Not, just it just would have been. Fun. It would have been pretty hilarious. Yeah, it would have been fun. I mean, you know, we got the second best thing with the buyouts of Parise and Suter, so it's kind of similar. It was pretty fun. Minnesota still managed to put a decent team together, mm-hmm. so, you know, no excuses, Nashville. That's where I'm at. Uh, but yeah, this Minnesota thing, man, it is. It's a thing. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that they are able to put together like this really mediocre roster and get by like, with it so effectively. Yeah. You look at it and you're like, this isn't a bad hockey team, but I don't know. Kind of, they, they, they kind of went away in that series. Yeah. I mean, and same thing happened to them last year too. Losing six yeah. And it's just like, yeah, all right. Yep. They just don't have the stuff to put them over the top. Yeah. And Dean Evison randomly starting Mark Andre Fleury didn't help. Oh well, I mean that was such a <laughs> flower didn't get deserve to get lit up, but Dean Evison did, kind yep, of thing for sure. I am on board with that take. Uh, but the Gabe Landeskog situation, I'm not going to shout out all of you because a lot of you talked about it. We'll get into specifically how they should fill it uh, in a little bit, but mechanically. I have a lot of people asking if they should target a multi-year deal with Landis Gog. No. On top of on top of the idea that maybe the salary cap is going up in the near future. Yeah, if you if you want to use the uh, uh, my answer is still no. Okay. Because you still have the very real world that you have to give Devon Taves a new deal or you've got to find a replacement. Yep. You know? I, I hear you. There's other money to be spent in the Avs so, roster. So for going sure. out and getting Tyler Bertuzzi doesn't answer that question. It doesn't solve anything for you. Um, and if you have a conversation with Devon Taves this summer um, and he's like, hey, I want $9 million, the Avs just can't. I mean, they just can't go there. I don't think he has a leg to stand on to get paid $9 million at 30 years old already. His new deal starts. He'll will start when he's thirty one. But free agency is a hell of a drug. Well, and and you just trying to find a contract comp is like, man, it would be tough. Yeah. Because most of them are guys are legacy type guys like Hedman or Dowdy for sure that have been with that team forever or a Vlasic even you yeah. know guys that have been around forever. But a thirty a thirty one year old Devon Taves. I mean, I I don't even know what I would offer him. Honestly, I don't even know what I would offer him. Off the top of my head, I don't know what that extension would look like. Seven by five. That's kind of the neighborhood that I'm sitting in, but I'm not. 
I, do I really definitely not dead set on it? That was yeah, just off the top I, of the head. With, yeah. Even with even at five five years, man, it makes me nervous because he's thirty six years old. Yeah, when does that aging start? That is the question. And, you know, and, he hasn't had any major injuries. His physical abilities, like his physical, the the tools are, are not an enormous they, part of his success. Right. The things that he's good at, certainly on the defensive side, shouldn't drop off that much, right? He's so good at reading the play. When it was, I, I don't understand where all the people come from this year talking about what well, Devontae was took a step back or was nowhere near as good or had a bad year. Devontae's had a bad series against the crack. It's the crack in. I'm like, I because you go and you you're like, there are moments that you remember from the year where you're like, yeah, I, I mean, wow, I think, we don't expect Devontae's to make that mistake, or we don't expect this from Devontae's, but. At the end of the year, he was a he was a top pairing quality defenseman who's part of one of the best pairings in the NHL. And then in the postseason, he had a couple of big time blunders and then more than made up for them. So two things here why I think this happens with players like Devontae's. One, every time he makes a good defensive play, nobody remembers it because it's not a highlight real thing. It's just yeah. him doing his job and taking care of business. So I think for that sure people kind of undermine the idea of him having a good season. And two, <clears throat> during the regular season, I think a lot of the things that people remember from Taves' year is all of the missed open nets on back doors and things like that. Because those are the ones that get highlights get circulated and, and you see, oh, man, you know, Devon Taves could have had a 15-goal season if he just put the buck into an open net, which is true. You wanted more offense out of Devon Taves this year. But that doesn't mean he had a bad year yeah i just i i see this conversation cropping up more and more about devon taves like bad season or his down year or whatever and um I, I i guess it's fair to say was he as good as he was two years ago no when he was a top five defenseman yeah, in the world when he like. was when he was legit a top 10 <laughs> Got at what position, he finished what like, seventh or sixth in Calder or in uh, Norris voting? It was like eight or nine. Was it eight? Yeah, okay. I mean he Still. he got he got a good Norris, number of Norris. Votes. Yeah, he got a couple of Norris votes. Yeah, so and like that's absurd. And so for him to have not have been that good, yep, I would agree. He but was, he was only he, a top twenty defenseman in the world this year. Unfortunately, he was overall he was. Great. Uh, even in the Seattle series, he was great. Yeah. You know, he had a couple of big time mistakes that we talked about a lot. I mean, I think you can ding him for the game one mistake. The game two one, he literally came back and scored the game winning well, goal. That's the thing, so. though, is that, that he ended up with nine points in the in in those seven games. Yeah. Whatever big mistake you're talking about him making, he was one of the few guys to help contribute on the other end of the ice as well. Yep. Like, uh, I just, he was, he, he was very, very good in that series. Um, and the, the complaint seems to be he wasn't perfect. He wasn't. You're not wrong, but a weird thing to complain about. Anyway, if you want the perfect pair of sunglasses, Shady Ray's got you covered. Head on over to ShadyRays.com today to order yours with code DNVR. When you use the code, you get two pairs or more. You get 50% off your sunglasses. They got tons of different pairs, tons of different colors, tons of different styles, tons of different polarizations. Look, if you've ever wanted the burgundy-tinted pair of sunglasses, you can get them now. Yep, So you can true. you can really look through those avalanche lenses, all right? It's true. You can do that with Shady Rays. So go get yours today. When you order, they also have a great return policy. The first month, yeah, look at Yaya vibing in those sunglasses right there. Just just feeling good about life. You going to wear those in, in Puerto Rico, Yaya? <laughs> Man's about to go on vacation in those things. Yeah, I thought you were gone already. I was surprised to see you here today. Oh. Nice. You get in the red eye. Rough. Another reason to wear those sunglasses. Make it look like you're awake when you're not. That sounds perfect to me, man. Uh, check out Shady Rays today. ShadyRays.com. Or if you're local, they do have a location in the Park Meadows Mall. Uh, 
Also brought to you by Fubo TV. You can go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR today to order yours. You get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. You can use that QR code right on screen too. Fubo just brings you television. It's it's a television cable network that brings you over 140 channels. They've got movies, they've got live shows, they've got TV channels, they've got uh, news, they've got sports, obviously, with ESPN. They've got you covered there. Uh, tons of great stuff coming up, especially when it comes to ESPN. Uh, as we uh, move closer and closer to the full true end of hockey season, you might want to watch other sports, and that's where they've got you covered, whether it be golf, tennis. Uh, I'm excited for the French Open, man. Yeah, you, you're I, well, getting hyped on it? I just think, I just think that there's, I mean, Djokovic is going to win, but... I think that it's like an ex- <laughs> men's tennis, especially, is sliding into uh, a new era without where there's no longer the juggernauts at ex- the top. Yeah, yeah, where they're those guys are at least vulnerable if they're there. Sure. They're vulnerable, and it, it's not. I guess women's be. tennis is really in the same place with uh, Serena yeah, gone after now Serena for a couple retired, years. Yeah, even the couple of uh, women that have come to take the throne in recent years. They haven't know, shown that sustained well, dominance. Where's Naomi yeah. Osaka? Yeah, at, at this point, you know. Yeah. Like, so you never lot of, really uh, got the breakout you wanted from Coco Golf either. Still waiting yeah. for it, I guess. Sure. Yeah, there's 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 a couple of American women that are actually like on the rise. You're yeah. like they're on the way, but yeah. it's like will they will they get the consistency? Sure. So all that can yeah. be watched with Fubo TV. So go check it out. FuboTV.com/slash/dnvr today. Get your television back on your television. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. If you've been living under a rock, the Nuggets just made the conference finals the other night. Last night. Eliminating the Suns. Uh, very, very satisfying fashion. It, they was dominant. Straight up put them down. Yep. It was great. Uh, this question here comes from Man Rocket. Who says, not including this current playoff run, which team do you think will have more success over the next four years, the Nuggets or the Avs? More success? Yeah. Um, I think the Nuggets are better set up for it because every one of their starters is signed. Is locked in, yeah. Um, And they look like they've got two young players in Christian Brown and Peyton Watson. That could be meaningful. Could actually, meaningful step into roles contributors. Yeah, sure. they need to figure out how they're going to lose Bruce Brown uh, this summer, and they still don't have a backup center. Which it's been pretty funny. It was like their big weakness, but <laughs> just play Aaron Gordon there. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> like has not mattered. Uh, Thomas Bryant hadn't even touched the court in the postseason, so <laughs> it just hasn't mattered. But uh, I think I think with the Nuggets roster in its prime and with an all-time talent in Jokic. Yep. Uh, they are set up better than anybody because who in the West is also going to challenge them? We just saw the Suns. Yep. With with Booker and Durant. All right, they need to make major changes in order to really uh, yeah, push the Nuggets in a they're series. They're done. I, they need to make major changes. The Clippers duo has never been able to stay healthy with, yeah. with Kawhi and PG. Too much injury there. Uh, the Lakers are led by ultra-brittle Anthony Davis, and LeBron and is going to be 40. Yeah, <laughs> He's been in the league for 20 years, and you just wonder like the sustainability there. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think that there is... I think there's a really good chance that the Nuggets become the premier Western Conference team. And uh, to be honest with you, I think that if everything under the sun doesn't go wrong for them next year, I think everybody needs to watch out for the Colorado Avalanche. I I agree with this. I just think I just think even even without knowing what changes they make next year, if they just get a reasonable amount of health, to just yeah. play 70 games yep. with a relatively healthy roster together, even with could no landing, just pure dominance. They yep. could, they should, they, I mean, they won the division this year with all this bullshit. What is going to happen if they get, they could, if they have a normal 200 man game lost yep. season, like an average they injury, could genuinely season. run away with the West. <laughs> like they are already set up to be very, very good next year. Yep. 
Um, you know, we talk about, oh, they need a 2C and they need all this. Like, they're very likely going to have Val Nachushkin back. I think, for my money, he would have been back in round two of the postseason. That's what I have been hearing as well. So, <laughs> like, that's, I, I think, had they, they, they were going to be fine uh, with him. I think he was going to be back. Um, so, I have no issues with him. I know Chad has already brought it up that the Avs have to plan without him or whatever, but the answer is no, they don't. They, they really don't. Not, not really. Um, he's, they plan, they're going to plan if, if for If anything, him. I would say the opposite is happening. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, like, they need, they, need, they, they need to answer some questions if they're going to con- compete for another Stanley Cup. That's uh, their big sure. thing. They need to answer the second-line center question, which I know we're going to talk about. Yeah, we'll get but DeAndre Jordan isn't the backup center. It's Thomas Bryant. I mean, I guess you're really splitting hairs here. I guess DeAndre Jordan saw the court. <laughs> was he technically the five? I don't know. Well, he was, but he saw the court for like two seconds. Uh, one game, just, in one game, it, like it just really doesn't matter because the Nuggets yeah. are really playing an eight-man rotation. Well, and, anyway, and DeAndre like, Jordan was benched for the entire end of the year. They went and got Thomas Bryant to take DeAndre Jordan's job. Yep. So anyway, anyway, like point complete point is, uh, I think the Nuggets have it easier because their starting five is one of the very best in the NBA, and it's locked in, it's set up. Yep. And that entire group is in its prime. Yep. They don't have anybody aging out of it. They don't have anybody close to aging out of it. Not really. I think the Nuggets' biggest concern is that Nikola Jokic someday gets bored and, and decides, decides he doesn't want to play done. basketball yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah. and just decides that because i think for nicole Jokic being the mvp of the uh, being an nba mvp is a side job yeah like i think it's just like this thing that he cares an awful lot about obviously for now but he's he's not you listen to him talk and he's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna spend my off day in the pool watching my friend <laughs> race horses and shit like it's He's just such a different, different breed. That's the sure. thing about him is that um, he could leave, and that's the thing. I'm not worried about the Avs. I don't think they're going to do anything. They're not going to. McKinnon's locked up. Landy's locked up. Machushkin's locked up. Lekkinen is locked up. They've got Rantanen and Makar for a few more years, and they're never going to let those guys. Their their core is locked. They're up. never yeah. letting Kale McCarr leave. Yeah. I don't know about Miko Rantanen. I don't want to make a definitive statement there, but I feel like. They're going to do everything they can to keep Miko. If you had to let go of one, it probably ends up being Miko. Exactly. But I would expect them to try really they're, hard not to do exactly, that. Yeah. Exactly, man. It's it would be so tough to let him go. Yeah. But of your McKinnon, Rantanen, McCard, Kale McCarr, you don't let him go anywhere. Yep. Those so. ones, those ones are pretty easy. Uh a question here from DJ. Uh, which the second part is is the conversation I'm more interested in, even though I know AJ doesn't care about these conversations. Does Landy get his full contract payment even though he's missing the season? Yes. Yeah. It, NHL contracts are insured yeah. also, so the team does get some relief there also. Um, and then any idea on if he'll have a temporary replacement as captain? Uh, the Avs were no. pretty comfortable going with the extra A all year no. this year, so it'll continue to be that. They're not doing that. My question is, is it set and forget at this point? A on McKinnon, A on Miko, A on Makar? Um, I think it should be. Okay. The other, assuming health. The only guys but, that you would have had that conversation with, you don't know if you're bringing back in Cogliano and Eric Johnson. Which, yeah, I, we've seen both of them wear A's at times. Yeah, so those would, be, those would be the other guys that, I mean, you just, you don't know. I think Taves wore one once or twice yeah, when the Avs were down a million guy. bodies. So, so they've got options. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, we've we've beat around the bush enough here. Everyone's staring at the two C position. <laughs> okay. As the solution for Colorado's offseason here. All right. One. Is it so important that the Avs need to go get a two C? over a potential high-end player at a at the wing position. Multiple people in, in the questions brought up Willie Nylander. Two. Okay, well, he's not a center. That's what I'm saying. Is Does it need to be a center, or does it need to be a top six forward? 
that they use Landy's money for, essentially. I mean, that would be Howard Bertuzzi as well. I mean, the I hear you. contingent that DMs me about it all the time. Two. There's like a handful of people that just are obsessed with that guy. Before we get into specific players, do you think it's better to target this solution through free agency or through a trade? Well, so I guess it's who do you who do you prioritize in that spot? Uh, for me, like who am I going out and getting? Well, that that's the question because if you say, "Hey, we we want Nick Schmaltz," true. Well, you can only get Nick Schmaltz one way. True. And then you have to you have to talk with Arizona about the price of that. Of course. Okay. If you if you're gonna go and get. Uh, I don't know, Kevin Hayes or Adam Henrique, any of these guys we talked about at the deadline. Got to give up assets to get um, those guys. Yeah. Then you're going through the trade market. If you're starting in the free agent market, I mean, you're starting with Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. The free agent market seems very obvious what the yeah. target is. He, he's 32. Uh, he is still an effective player. You see what he's doing with the Leafs in the postseason. In that role. Um, I just don't, the problem, the problem with O'Reilly is that if you don't sign him, mm -hmm. if you don't, if you put all your eggs in that basket and you lose and yeah. you lose out on it, you're going to have an issue. You're there. left with a hole. Yeah. yeah. And, and part of what this offseason trade market looks like is, well, the Evs have a first round pick. So that decision probably gets made. Right. Around the draft, not right. free agency. I mean, there's there should be there should be plenty of tampering going on. Oh, there always is. So that the Avs would have an idea of, hey, are we in on a conversation like this? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, we it's not it's not like teams stop trading after free agency opens. It's just that you lose the certainty of right now you know where your first round pick is gonna be. It's like it, the Avs will know uh but this time next week, the Avs will know what pick they have yeah. for sure. Yep. They will have that pick locked in. So it's there are extraneous situations with holdouts that do change this a little bit. But for the most part, from July 5th, once free agency is over, to the start of the year, you usually don't see very many big trades. They yeah. usually come leading up to and during the draft and then you get in season and they start happening. Yeah, I mean, the Avs made famously a big trade on free agency day. Yeah, with uh, Darcy Kemper. Sure. But so again, it can after happen, free agency happens is it, where it rosters also start becomes um, it also becomes one less bullet in the gun for the Avs mm -hmm. when it comes to a deadline deal. A lot of people in chat have already mentioned Elias Lindholm's name. I don't see. I there's no. It yeah. makes no sense for Calgary Why? to move him now, unless they're. If like, it doesn't work and they get to the deadline and totally. they're out and they're in the position St. Louis was in, then you move that guy. And Elias Lindholm is a guy that you should be but, very interested but that's, in. Calgary is in a have to try and win now mode. Though, yeah, exactly. So. They, their GM and their coach are gone because there are, there are high expectations. Yeah. They are not selling before they have to sell. Yep. It's. It's going to be interesting. I We've been on the show multiple times. We've all said, both you and I, Jesse and Megan, they should probably trade the first this year. They should strongly consider trading the first this year. And if they can get a guy that will... You would love to get a guy that solves that solves it for a few years. Yeah, like This is, for me, the number one appeal of Nick Schmaltz mm -hmm. is that he signed well, for three years. And, and so this is... He's a great fit. He's this and that. Now... There's it's a fair concern that he's been playing right wing in Arizona. Yeah, well, he's well not even playing that. He's not even doing that job down there. This is a conversation that gets interesting because I think you're bringing up a really good point. When it comes to the center spot, I don't you're probably going to end up using some of Landy's LTIR to solve it if you're going out and getting a big target. But where a lot of Landy's LTIR, you're probably looking at a one-year rental type to replace that yeah or you're yeah i mean you're looking at probably using that seven million dollars in pieces yeah and and where you're looking at the one-year rentals is i think maybe on top six wing spot looking at that 2c i would like the abs to solve that 
for as long as they reasonably can. Mm-hmm. It's just been a hole in their roster, and and maybe this is me looking too much at history, but before Nazem Kadri, as this team was on the up, the question mark was, oh, well, they need to solve the 2C spot. The whole time, this roster, with McKinnon at the helm of it, even going back to before that with Duchesne at the helm of it, mm-hmm. the Avs really never found a 2C before Kadri, and then obviously things worked out fantastically with Kadri, so can't complain there. Yeah. But I mean, finding a good 2C is just like, it's hard to it, do. Of course it is, because especially teams, one that's worth their contract. The teams that, that have centers don't usually want to move them. Yep. And good 2Cs, teams try to give 1C money to see if they can do it. <laughs> or good 2Cs go and get paid 1C money like Kadri did. Yep. Because they have great years. Yep. Like, getting good quality 2C, this is, again, this would be why I'm interested in Winnipeg. Because both Mark Shifley and Pierre Luc Dubois are there, and we know we we know we've heard everybody's heard all of the Dubois to Montreal when he's a free agent and whatever, but that can be next year's problem if you get one year out of Dubois. Do you love it? No, like you don't love that one year from of now course. you are trying to solve that problem again. But it is also a thing that you're doing now. You go and you get that guy. I have no interest in Evgeny Kuznetsov. That dude, yeah. He doesn't score goals anymore. The, the The defense is totally apathetic. The tryhard is totally gone. Uh, I'm out on Kuznetsov. I'm not interested. I think it's. Uh, I think he's in the coasting out the rest of his expensive contract phase you, of his career. If you asked three years ago, I would have said hell yeah. But I just don't know that he, especially when you look at the way the ads are constructed. And you're probably asking your 2C to have some two-way acumen to do a little bit of that matching up for you. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want, you're not getting Nick Schmaltz. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> this is why I want Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> well, I think O'Reilly, I mean, I, I think O'Reilly is just such a great fit because you're not asking him to be a high-end offensive player. You're really fine if he goes out and gives you the same 50 mm-hmm. points that JT Comfer gave you, but he plays great defense and yep. he's a consistent impact player for you. Yep. Can give you quality shifts every single night. Yeah. Uh, and, and is, and you know, you're talking about, you do get a face off ace at that point. Mm-hmm. It's not one of the primary appeals of him, but it is one of the nice benefits of having that guy. So for me, I think I, without knowing exactly what O'Reilly wants in terms of contract, of course, because that's always been the sticking point there. He's he's number if one he on wants, my personal list. If he sure. if that guy wants a seven year deal at age thirty two, I'm probably yeah, not giving. I'm out on that. Five year deal. If he wants a five year deal, I, I think I could. Pro- I, I would at least be open to the conversation, but it, I want to know what the money is. Yeah. Because if it's if it's seven million dollars, my answer is just no. Mm. I'm not giving him seven million. Yeah. Okay. And I would rather give him a sixth year and have him take five and a half million. Yeah. If you can get him under six, I mean, I think you'd do it. And I just don't know. I I just don't know where he is. And I don't know what his market's going to look like. He's, uh, He's far and away the best free agent center, I think. Oh yeah, it's not close. Um, but like, cause like technically, I think Krejci and Bergeron are, but they're retired. But they're well, and they're like Boston or bust. Like yeah. they're that's the they're not going to go anywhere. Yep. Uh, and so, I don't know. I just think, um, yeah. I mean, if if Ryan O'Reilly there's would take the Arturi Lekin, zero deal, chance that O'Reilly would sign. But that. there's yeah. no, there's yeah, there's not a chance in hell he would. His market will be more robust than that. He will get paid more than that. I would be pretty surprised if O'Reilly signs for less than six. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean. Depends on term, and I get that, but. Yeah. I I, I just don't have a feel for it. Sure. So I don't know if we're out to lunch on this. You know, there might be a team that goes out there and gives him $8 million, and we're like, what in the world is happening? That would like, not. I would be way more surprised of him signing for five than I would be for eight. I'll put it that way. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. He's 32, and he's had two really down years on offense. I hear you. Like, and I think that has brought his like, price down. But and I, I just think that that's he's just, also had more injuries than ever. I like, still don't see it being less than six. I just think he's too quality of a player. He has too much acumen and historical effect, even when he isn't producing a ton, that some team will pay him. Yeah, and we're hoping it's Colorado. Plus, it'd be a cool story. Yeah, the prodigal son returns you know, a little bit. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, he would never play here again or whatever. But the majority of the people that were in the front office that were involved in that whole thing are all gone. They're yeah. not there anymore. Yep. Uh, I, I and like, would Ryan O'Reilly really be like, oh, tell Joe Sackick I said, suck it. I'm never playing for his organization again. Like, maybe he feels that way. But I know he and McKinnon have maintained their friendship. Yep. I would not trade Byron for Mason McTavish in a million years. By really? The way. No, wouldn't do it. Why? Because Byron plays defense. Okay. I thought it was an interesting idea. I don't. I have no interest in that. I thought it was an interesting idea because Mason McTavish is going to be a really, really good NHL I player. I hear you, but so is and Byron. putting him putting him in at two C. Um, you've just taken the hole and you've. Taken it from your 2C and then plugged it into your defense now. That's yeah, my problem with Well, that. yeah, but you can get second-pairing defenders. Mm. As long as you... They, they, that The prerequisite for that is you have to keep Devon Let me, Yeah, okay. Because I was going to say, You can't that. do both. If you're trading Devon Taves for Mason McTavish, I'm about it. Yeah, that's stupid from Anaheim's I know, I know. Like, it makes no sense. There's no reason for them to buy a rental. But I don't want to... Give up the future of this decor for the future of the forward core. It feels like you're just moving holes around your roster. Because you say you can get a second pairing defenseman. I think yeah. that's true the same way you can get a 2C. I think it's a lot harder to get a 2C than I it is a second pairing defenseman. Because you could roll into free agency right now this year and get Damon Severson or Ryan Graves out of New Jersey. I mean, Severson I would be interested in, but... I I would prefer to maintain a solid defense. We'll put it that way. We are brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Make sure you're getting your delicious burritos while you listen to us rant about how important defense is or is not. Uh, they got fresh ingredients, all the good stuff at 10 different locations here in Colorado, including one just a couple blocks from the DNVR bar. You can get your stuff there. Pre-game from 3 to 6 p.m. at their happy hour before you come down to the bar where you can vibe for whatever sports you enjoy. Uh, highly recommend Illegal Pete's if you haven't been to one yet. They even have a location out in Arizona, so no excuses, PHNX fam, if you're in here. You got to get Illegal Pete's too. Uh, and then we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up with DraftKings and a new account. Bet five bucks on any NBA playoff game. If you get it right, you get 150 bucks in free bets. That's a ton of money to mess around with. You can play with whatever you want. If you're a Florida Panthers fan like we are right now, you can bet on them to win the cup. You probably still get pretty decent odds on them, even at this point. Uh, or you can bet on whatever else you want. If you think someone's going to win the Conn Smythe, do that. If you want to get out of hockey, bet on other stuff, go off. You can bet on the French Open or bet on whatever random sport happens to be on on any given day. Uh, you can bet on the Rapids to stop having players taking money to cheat on the field <laughs> yikes yikes probably should yikes Bad crazy news. story man yeah, in, the, in the soccer world some that's crazy, a crazy stuff, story really glad i'm not the rapids right now Go to DraftKings, use the DNVR code, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700, and it's all void in Ohio. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this more. Chat's having the Jonathan Taves conversation right now, and I'm curious where you stand on this as a, do you have an interest in, because when we talk about spending the $7 million multiple ways, 
Mm-hmm. You know, That's you could. That's definitely a multi way to chop it up. Well, and like, so say you give Jonathan Taves two million, you give Jonathan Duran two million. So you give Evan Rodriguez yeah, I want to talk about million, him too. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, like, I, I think that's an interesting conversation. Also, one, do you believe in Jonathan Taves? I think he could be a serviceable two C. I don't know if he'd be a good one. My answer is no. Fair I don't enough. believe him as a believe in and him as a two C. Two, I would be a little more comfortable trying him out as your three C, and then bring Lars Zeller back to be your four C. I, I am here for that. Does Taves want to sign a one-year deal? I think he has to. Because I don't want him for more than one. I, sure. I, I just don't know that. I, I mean, I guess I, I, every time I feel this way, Dallas gives a guy a four-year deal. But <laughs> I don't know that he's going to get multiple years. Just He has no track record. He hasn't stayed healthy. He's openly contemplated retirement. Like If he goes into free agency, I think he's getting a one-year deal, man. I just don't. If somebody gives him two years, uh, I don't know. Maybe it goes well. That's what I always but think too and then free I'm agency not giving, happens and i'm not giving him a two-year deal if it's I, two years the answer is no i wouldn't either i wouldn't give him a two-year deal but i don't care how interesting i think would these be. things and then free agency happens and nhl gms lose their minds <laughs> <laughs> every year it happens i would be interested in having him in a in a 3c role a little more of a proper job than what he's had in chicago the last couple of years where it's obvious he doesn't have that. He's not that guy anymore. I I would be very interested in that role as well for him. The problem is that hasn't solved your problem. For sure. I, I mean, my tapes thing, my tapes conversation is separate from the 2C. Where Fair enough. I would also like to do this. So so let's get into the other part of this conversation that you were kind of needling at because we had multiple people asking about Jonathan Drew. Okay. Uh, one... What does his contract look like if he comes to Colorado? I know you've talked about the $2 million for a year type area before. Yeah. So, again, you're talking about a guy that has no recent track record. Mm-hmm. This could be the same thing. Another name. And we didn't like him at the deadline for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But uh, another guy that I would throw on this list would be Sean Monahan. Where... If you're you're trying sure. to get you're trying to get bounce back guys here. If you can get them you're on a, an get, affordable short term, it's exactly the kind of guys that you need to be signing. Yep. Um, you you need you need to try and get a win out of a million dollar or two million dollar deal. You have to be cost the same exact yeah. way that they did with Evan Rodriguez. They mm-hmm. need to do that again. Mm-hmm. They need to find surplus value out of a guy like that. They just need to be right about that guy. So certainly right the enough. Idea, yeah. The idea with Jonathan Duran is that look, when he was healthy, when he was healthy, he was pretty good. Well, that a guy that can drop in and facilitate a little bit to a guy like Amico Rantanen yeah. or a uh, it, does he puck solve? Shooter. Does he solve your goal scoring problem? No, no. He's more playmaker than goal scorer, but at the same time. If you can get him healthy and, you know, uh, he seems to have moved past whatever the mental health stuff has been over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Whatever, what it, it looks like he's on the other side of those things. But you need to do your homework and make sure that you're confident in that. Uh, you don't, it, it, look, he f- played 58 games last year. 58 games is enough. You, you're trying to sign a guy to play 80 game, 82 games. I'd, and you'll live with 70. Yeah, I would say but you can live with 70 if you're healthy for the playoffs. <laughs> for sh- yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing the thing with Adrian is that he just you have to be comfortable with the risk that you're taking. But where is he going to get again? Where where is he going to get a multi-year deal? And he's still young enough. Okay, he's still in his 20s. Why would a one-year deal appeal to Jonathan Duran? Because he can go play in Colorado for one you year, go score 60 play. points, and then get a real contract. You go yeah. play in an up-tempo system that allows you to play with a, a good offensive players. He's not a great defensive player, but he'll be on a line with one of Arturi Lekkanen or Val Nachushkin, presumably. He might be on the top line next to Nathan McKinnon. You know there'd at least be some rotation in there, yeah. Like, he could be on a second line next to uh, to Miko Rantanen. So you're... And they break them up here. This is the appeal here, is that he could kind of do... He's going to fit into your top six. The guy could fit into your third line if you wanted. So this is... You're bringing up another interesting question that we got. 
Uh, I forget who it was that said it. I'm sorry, whoever you are on Twitter. Uh, should the Avs target options in this free agency and trade market, whatever, under the assumption that McKinnon and Rantanen are playing together? Or should they start looking for targets where potentially Miko is playing next to that 2C that you're going out and getting? You, you need to answer the 2C question in order to answer that question. Okay. Because right now, if you don't have the 2C, you're putting those guys together. Because as we saw at the end of the Seattle series, it's just the best way. It's just the best way to go about it. You would love to get that 2C and then maybe have the conversation of breaking them up. For me, I think you... You bring back Evan Rodriguez. I would try and bring him back quickly. Oh, for sure. That's I don't assuming he wants a reasonable contract. Yeah. I think you're very interested. I mean, there. if he'll if he'll take a deal in that three to three and a half million dollar range I, at three or four years, give that's him JT Comper's deal right now. Okay. Yeah, the four years at three point five. Yep. I would give him that offer and just see how it goes. Yeah. Yep. If he says no, okay. But I. I would say I would say that plan for having Rantanen and McKinnon together to start with until you start okay filling it out. So you're you're solving that the other way. You're solving that 2C to Miko rather than Miko to 2C. Correct. Now if I get to the end of the market at a certain point yeah, if I if I get through all these different options and the 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 best option is I'm going to go and get again just as an example a Tyler Bertuzzi or a wing, mm -hmm. you know Willie Nealand or whatever, I'm going to go and get a Insert wing. the guy you like, and here, then man. move Miko to two C, and try that. Okay, don't I really don't think Miko's a, a center Me man. Either. I really just don't Me think either. that it's there. He hasn't looked as good there. He's been serviceable. Why would you settle for serviceable when, as a wing, he's, he's a borderline dominant yeah, player? A Hall of Famer on the wing. Like, <laughs> it's just dumb. Yep. It's the same kind of thing of all the people that think Sam Gerrard should, should be, be made winger. into a wing. No, it's not happening. It's just a total misreading of it. Um, Chat, if you have any specific questions, I would start getting them in now as we start winding down the show. One uh, one non-hockey related question here. I would, for the record, I would be so interested in the Jonathan Duran thing that I'd give him multiple years. If he I wanted, mean, if he wanted two I years, I'd give him two. I don't know that I'd go more I, than no, two. No, no, no. I'm not giving him a long-term deal, but I'm saying I would give him a two-year deal. If he wants to like give a two-by-two, two, absolutely. Something like that. I think the mo it makes it just makes the most sense for him. Mm-hmm. To go to a high-scoring environment on a one-year deal. No, I agree. I, try he, to stay healthy. Try he to pop wants off to, and then get a long-term deal If he deal wants to there. get that long-term deal, yeah. Yep. That, from the player side, that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, what video games are you guys dipping your toes into this offseason? Diablo or Zelda? Well, I'm going home today and playing the Diablo Server Slam. There you go. Zelda just dropped. So um, I don't play the Zelda games. They've never really been my it's thing. Fine. Um, I've beaten me, three or four of them. Me and Gorgo play them without you. It's fine. Yeah, he's so he's burning through Zelda right now. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> because he has to go to Super Mario World in California, ah. and then he flies straight from California here for the for release Diablo. of Diablo. So he's got busy schedule. Yeah. <laughs> he has ten days to play Zelda. <laughs> Get it in while yeah, you can. I'm dog. like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm playing a bunch of Honkai Star Rail, which maybe one person in our chat will know what that is, but that's okay. For the record, Alex Kilorn, I think, would be interesting, um, but he's not young, man. Uh, yeah, he's not young, and uh, really, like, I don't. Again, I don't know what that contract looks like, but you're not getting him cheap enough for it to matter. Um, so. I just don't think that that's a great fit. Although I, I wouldn't hate that if that's what they did. I would at least be open to it. Um, is there any thoughts on trading Frankie to help shore up the forward court and move Eustace up to the NHL? No, because that gives you a million dollars. Yeah. It, and it, the difference between Pavel Francouz and Eustace Ananen right now is gigantic. Yeah, Eustace isn't really fully ready, I would say. And I don't think... 
Frankie has a ton of trade value. If you're talking about more than just the money, like if you're trying to trade an asset, I don't think Frankie really moves the needle a ton. I mean, if you could get so look, if I've said this before, but if San Jose called you up and said they will offer you a second round pick for Pavel Franzos, and that pick is like uh, that pick's like thirty seven or something, I don't know what what does a second round pick really do for Colorado? Well. That's an asset that they can then turn around and use. Well, they could use a first and a second round pick this year in a trade for maybe a Nick Schmaltz. And I do think knowing that they have no second round picks for the next three years. And I do think the season you got out of Georgiev maybe gives you a little bit more belief in him being the guy at starter. So maybe you're a little bit more open to that this year. But I just don't know that. I wouldn't be super interested in moving on from Frankie unless it was good value. I'll put it that way. I mean, I think a high second round pick is probably worth it. I think I, I think it's as high a value as you're going to get for that. And I feel like you're just you're going through a middleman. Then, if you can get a high second round pick value, why not just put him into a trade for an actual piece that helps you directly? Well, let me ask you the okay. What if San Jose offered the late first that they have? That's like twenty eighth or whatever. I mean, it's it's essentially the same value, really, right? Um, I do think firsts are more tradable, even if those picks really are only eight picks apart. I think they're Jerry, eight picks apart. Yeah, though. I mean, that's, yeah, that could be meaningful for sure. I would have a harder time saying no to that. I'll put it that way, but I'd have to think about it. Uh, instead, I'm going to move on to this next question. Right. Do you think if the Avs go out and get a productive winger and give Newhook 2C job and try that? So they can't just give Newhook the 2C job and let it ride because he yeah, didn't show enough this year to just need give a backup him that. plan. Um, to be honest with you, Newhook should be your backup plan at 2C. That's where I'm at, too. Yeah. Next year. But also, and again, this is the other thing with Evan Rodriguez. If you get if you bring him back. He can also be part of your backup planet to yep. see if something doesn't it, go it well. It just creates flexibility in exactly. the lineup generally yep. uh, at that point. Laugh would be interesting, but I it's hard to call that guy a solution to yeah, your problems. Well, and where does Lafreniere play? Like next year he would play in your to- ideally in your top six, and he would hopefully play on your power play. And yep. He would get the opportunity he wasn't getting in New, New York, York, but it does not... But if you go out and get that guy and he remains a 40-point player, he's not... You're fine. But like it's he's not a good solving player, your problem. But what did you pay to get him? Because I don't think that they're going to give him up cheaply. Like, I suggested their first-round pick, and, one, and their, their opinions on this are obviously meaningless, but <laughs> the Rangers fans who saw that tweet were well, not, not happy with it. it. What would it take to bring in a guy like Troy Terry? Anaheim's not trading Troy Terry, so don't worry about it. Uh, I mean, I think they should consider it. But they're not going to. Yeah. It would be, I mean, why? You're trying to build. Yep. I understand he doesn't fit, like, their window. Mm-hmm. The same way Nick Schmaltz doesn't really fit Arizona's window. Yep. But uh, you need to build at some point. You need to start building guys up. I think there's probably too many years left on the Logan Couture deal. I want to say yeah, there's three years left Yeah, my answer is no, thank you. Uh, if, I would call about Tomas Hurdle before I did Couture. If there was one year left on his deal, I think it could be interesting, but I just think that deal's too long. I would call about Tomas Hurdle. I would call about Hurdle as well. I think he would be interesting, and and he would solve that problem indefinitely forever. For you, yeah. if you went out <laughs> yeah, for the rest of this era. Yeah. Oh, You'd God. probably yeah. have to lose a defender, though. Yeah, there's four years left on that Couture deal, and he's 34. Yeah, that's a no. That's a no for me, Doug. Did you guys see the AI-generated NHL mascots? Uh, I saw the no, NFL dude. ones. I don't know. I, I don't care about any of The trend of, of AI-generated stuff, I'm very over. It was cool for, like, a week. Now everything's AI-generated, and all of them are just off. Uh, someone asked about the Petrangelo hack the other day. I mean, I think he arguably deserved more than a game. It was pretty blatantly nothing but an intent to injure a player. No room for it. Very stupid. What about Blake Wheeler? I mean, I would have an interest in Vlad Tarasenko in free agency. I would have that interest. Totally. Again, sorry. You know, I would. Is someone paying him eight million? I'm good. Yeah. Baby. I mean, I just, 
don't think that's If happening. someone's paying him five and a half, yo, you can have that conversation. My answer on Patrick Kane just personally is no. Yeah. The answer is just no. Yep. He's such a brutal defensive player at this point in his career. Um, all of those on-ice results are too extreme for me to be comfortable with. So um, my my answer would be no. I just don't think he makes sense for Colorado. Again, circling back to well, part of why I want O'Reilly so much is the Avs are looking for players in their top six that help round them out. You're trying to replace some of what you had in Landeskog. And, and what you're going to lose with JT Comfer. Also true. You're going to lose. You're going to lose a decent defensive center there. Yep. So um, we talked about the Canes earlier. Yep. Um, I don't know what you want about Blake Wheeler. Um, he's old. He's expensive, and he's bad. It's Shifley's is the one, you're and he's going mad to get. selfish. Yep. So, what exactly would possibly be the interest there? I he. He just, I think anyone on the Jets would be more interested. Even than Blake even at, at a half retained, he's going to cost you four million dollars, and I don't know that he would live up to that. Uh so no, the answer is no on DeBrincat. Yeah. Uh, defenseman. I mean, I would look. I uh, I mean obviously I've talked about it a million times Carson Susie I wouldn't be interested in Carson Susie Calvin DeHaan's going to be a free agent again um that's kind of where I would start is with those couple of guys I just um, don't going I out, I wonder how the team feels about Josh Manson right now How healthy will he be Well and like are they are they willing to let it ride with him because it, he just had such a poor finish to the year Sure. What kind of taste is that leaving in everybody's mouth? Or are they just like, it was a totally lost year for this guy. We're just going to run it back with more him. where I'm at with it. And to me, like, do the Avs need to address the defensive position? Yeah, they probably do need to go out and get at least a bottom pairing guy. Well, they, they really need two. Sure. But is that Eric Johnson that, at $1 million? Right. Bring Jack Johnson back if you really want to. There are options there. And I think that's much less of a problem that you solve your focus should be figuring out the 2c top six whatever you're going to do there yeah. first and then you can go get your extra defenseman whatever yeah you well to. and it's 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 hard because they're all tied together like you only have so much money to spend you know you your multi-year money is pretty limited um you've got 20 million dollars to spend for this upcoming season yep. but you don't have that money to spend for next season too right so you do have to be and you have to worry about you need a devontae's extension careful you do expect yeah. landis gog to come back you can't be handing out multi-millions for years and years here yeah like you've got to be careful that's the thing with the o'reilly like if that's your one multi-year deal you know yeah then you really you're going to struggle to keep evan rodriguez for sure you know, even if even if in a in a world where the numbers that we talked about yesterday, if they got Byram for three and a half on two years and New Hook for two, yep. All right, that's that's five and a half million right there. You're already you're down, down to, to fourteen point. You're down to fourteen point five. Let's say that you get a three by three out of Evan Rodriguez. So you're down to eleven. And now a half. you're down to eleven. All right, now you you give giving, six million dollars yeah. to Ryan O'Reilly. All right, now you're down to five. Yep. You haven't even touched. Your depth defense yet. Yep. The money goes quickly. It does. It always does. Um, I, I mean, JTC's from Chicago, right? But he'll end up whoever pays him the most, I suspect. Yeah, I don't I don't know why Detroit would do that. They already gave Andrew Kopp that money. Uh I I think Detroit I think him going <laughs> to Chicago to be the two C behind Connor Bedard is yeah. just it just makes too much sense. Yep. They have too much money to spend. They won't need to spend on any of their young players, yep. their, the, the fat contracts. They're not up yet. During the yeah. life of whatever JT Comfer's contract is going to be. So the money just doesn't matter. They can bring the local kid home, and he can go and be like their championship experience guy there. Yep. Uh, can you see a world in which Saifel gets traded to the Avs? Definitely could happen. I don't know that it will. Yeah, I mean, you don't know. We don't know what Winnipeg's appetite for making major changes would be. Um, Philip Philippito's just got he just got locked down. Yeah, he's, in the he's rain for the staying Rangers. in New York. That's the guy of the kid. He's the one that drives the kid line. Yep. 
okay. I think we have one super chat, and then we can wrap up this show. Five bucks for Melanie, who says, have a great weekend. Thank you, Melanie. Appreciate yeah. it. You too. Um, yeah. I, it's been a pretty good show. I think we've answered most of the questions. So yeah. I mean, it just goes really quickly. It does. You know, I mean, the money just, it just disappears really fast when you, even when you're, even if you're like, hey, you bring Cogliano back at a million, you bring EJ back at a million, you bring Jack Johnson back at a million. Even if that's what you did, boom, there's, there, yeah. those are all important jobs that you need filled, but that's $3 million that you've spent. Yeah. It's it's hard. And it, Teams in the Av situation, teams that are in the middle of cup windows that are trying to win now, have to be very, very careful about not painting yourself into a corner when it comes to contracts like these. Yeah. And otherwise, you end up in situations where you're giving away players for free like Vegas. And that that's how you close a window a yeah. lot faster than it should. Well, and, and if you... I mean, you just can't give them away, right? Like, if you are looking to make a deal, you have to find. There value. are guys yeah. that you could move. You know, you could move a Sam Gerrard if you needed to, right? It's you're well, not. You're not wanting to. And but the Avs aren't anywhere near that spot. That and Vegas you're was certainly in. not giving him away for future considerations. No. it's so that would be no. so unbelievably you're just stupid, wasting so much that way. It, anyway, a topic for another day. We're gonna get out of here for today. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us in this off season. We've got five more shows coming for you next week, so keep it locked in here. Probably more draft stuff. I have no doubt we'll get into the nitty-gritty on some of the free agency stuff as well. So. Yeah, it'll be cool when they have an actual draft pick. We can kind of get into the uh, the actual minutia of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about the history of that pick, what teams have been able to find. Bring me bonk. Bring me bonk. Uh, we appreciate y'all, and we will see you on Monday.